Hi, I'm Ivana. And I'm Jay. And you're listening to Friends with Elephants. A show for the cool nerd in you. Welcome to week 14. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we are really just plugging along on this podcast. I have to say, though, I hate the number 14. Why? What What do you mean? I Oh, like just... I just don't... hate the number. I'm kind of not looking forward so to this week's Valentine's podcast. Day? Yeah, I hate Valentine's Day. That's it. That's the only 14 that I can think about. Is there I... another 14? No, it's just such an ugly number. And I, You know I... what, though? It's... The 14th is Becky's birthday of January. Really? Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. I do love January, you, you though. You have to like the number a bit. Okay, I like the number a bit now. <laughs> uh, so, you got some news this week. Yeah, I'm... You are a, no longer a Stoyanovich. I am not. I am officially a Kingston. How do you feel about that? Pretty good, actually. I um, I had a long call, or actually meeting, in-person meeting with my agent, and we decided that basically it's a little bit better if I have an Anglophone last name because I'm always going out for these Eastern European auditions, and that's great, and I don't want to stop that, but I don't want to miss out on Anglophone parts because let's be honest, it's not exactly like I have an accent and I'm really that Eastern European. So did you change? So I noticed you changed uh, Twitter. Mm-hmm. You changed uh, your LinkedIn profile. Yeah. And you definitely your email address is no longer. So no, no, no it's the same email. No, no, but your when you send me an email now, I oh, get it, it says from Ivana Kingston. Kingston. Yeah. So. Any other, did you change Facebook? No. Well, I have a Facebook page and I changed that, but I did not change my regular Facebook because I never had my last name anyway. This is like super interesting to me. So as an actress, how much comments and how how many emails or messages I, are you getting about I got about a few messages yeah. from some of my like followers and friends kind of thing. Everyone was actually really supportive. I was really blown away by it. We did get some mail this week from uh from Paul Kingston. Yes. You got a little bit uh, you got to live up to the name a little bit more. Apparently <laughs> you didn't do that great a fight on the Freddy versus uh Michael Myers and he really had a lot of points. He emailed the best <laughs> argument. I Honestly, I think we should consider having him come into the fort one week and just join a nerd battle. A hundred percent yes. Because Paul <laughs> Kingston, you blew me away with some of your arguments. I know. So... Uh, so he said that you had some some things to look up to. I was a Stoyanovich back then, so maybe my arguments are going to be better this week. Yeah, you got to up your game. That's what you have to do. <laughs> we also have a change that has come to our website this week. Yeah, you know what? I saw a movie this week and it made me really, really nostalgic for the days when I used to write a whole bunch of reviews. I was a film critic for uh, like three years in the radio industry. Um, and when my, t when my job changed a little, I started writing them just on my own and then that kind of calmed down, but you know what? I'm back to writing reviews. So I have a new site, Jester J reviews. 
Uh, .wordpress.com. It's not a .com, but you will be able to find that link on friendselephants.com. Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty excited. My first review was uh, Mad Max. Then I saw Pitch Perfect Two. Mm-hmm. I saw and then Avengers. I've I've written a couple of re- new reviews and then added some of my old favorites. So uh, feel free to check that out at uh, friendselephants.com. Yeah, I'm very excited. It also means that you can visit our website and get written content in addition to the podcast. And so the website is going to be more dynamic, which is something we've talked about doing anyway. I mean, we're not that dynamic of people. We got to have a website that is. (laughs) (laughs) I disagree. (laughs) This week's nerd battle. We actually had a listener write in and ask, hey, why have none of the nerd battles been about females? And you know what? You are so right. Why haven't they been? We're so, clearly idiots that we haven't done this yet. I know. I mean, our listeners are way smarter than us. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, guys. Uh, that was Andrea who sent that in. So thank you, Andrea. We are going to do what is the greatest? Who is the greatest female heroine? And I mean, it's it's Leia, right? Like it's. Princess from Leia Star Wars? from Star Wars. Yes, it's Leia from Star Wars. She is such a strong female woman character. She came 1977 when there was still years of progression to be made. She's definitely it, right? Well, 1977 was very much a, a time that the feminist fight was in the forefront of media at that time. Like it was a r- really big thing. And and it is again now, which is why I say Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Because in 97, oh, that was man. around the time that people were kind of backlashing against the idea of being a feminist or feminism. And I think that Buffy is the best female heroine. You're gonna make me you're gonna make me battle of like against Buffy? Buffy's the best. Okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. You're I, gonna I, lose. I can't believe I am battling against <laughs> Buffy. Uh, and I, I can't believe even more so that I didn't think of Buffy <laughs> when we were thinking of greatest her- uh, heroines. But uh, I will try my best. Wait, let's just do a quick shout out because you did have another female heroine that you were going to do, but then you opted against because of spoilers. I was going to do... Furiosa from the new Mad Max film, but uh, I didn't want to have so many spoilers this early out of the gate. Um, I hope this weekend we see just a huge rise in box office dollars for Mad Max, and we will come back and talk about Mad Max maybe next week. Yeah. Um, but for now, I didn't want to spoiler early. it up. It, it feels too early. Yeah. So, um, but go see so, it. So Leia is better than Buffy <laughs> because... Uh, well, you know what? Leia is amazing as a female. Um, she is true to exactly what she believes. She is going against the opposing government to make sure that her beliefs and her way of life are heard. She is a political figure, but also part of a rebellion against... It's She is an amazing woman. I mean, this is a woman who, after Alderaan, her home planet is destroyed. She is there comforting poor Luke when the Obi-Wan, a guy he he's known for three days, just died with Darth Vader. Like, she is so strong. She is strong, but so is Buffy. I mean, and Buffy, not only is she strong, 
she steps up to that like that position of being a hero, despite the fact that she doesn't want to be a hero. But it's on her. If she doesn't do it, the world's gonna end. And she understands that that is a burden that she must bear, and that is strength, my friend. All right, but strength is in you know a high school in Sunnydale, and she has all these love relationships. Leia has she died. the entire universe. Uh, so does the Buffy. The entire universe. The Hellmouth hell will mouth. literally kill the entire the universe. Mouth. They stopped no, Armageddon. No, we'll kill the world we live in. I'm talking about the universe, the galaxy. She has that pressure on her shoulders. And, you know, we we see that she gets captured and she it does not phase her at all. Some short stormtrooper comes to rescue her and she immediately grabs a blaster and right through, we're going to get out of here. We've got so much more important things to do than worry about these stormtroopers. Okay, you know what? That's fair, but think about it this way. Buffy is a better heroine because of the fact that she's not afraid to be vulnerable. She's a human in addition to being a hero. She will save the world and she will be teen angsty in a way that is totally real. That's what it really is to be a hero. She kind of reminds me in some way of our everyday heroes. Like oh my super gosh, you just said something that really, really resonated. Yeah, she's an everyday woman. So when someone dumps her, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I hate my life. Leia, Han was frozen in in carbonite, stolen and taken away. Her first move, make a plan, go get him back. There is Yeah, no you don't think that Buffy did that? Oh. Just because she's not afraid to be human and have emotions in does not make her two, less of a hero. In season two, Angel turns. And she can't get over it for an entire season. Yeah, because she's actually him. human. And she does defeat him in the end. She does whatever it is that she has to do. And you know what? The thing about heroes is that they fight for humanity. And her having feelings makes her a stronger person. Because she overcomes issues and obstacles. Things that get in her way. Versus Leia, who's just able to completely separate. So many times, Buffy following, falling in love with someone jeopardizes Sunnydale. Men do that, too. I mean, it but is I'm a talking human about Leia. thing. No, Leia yeah, because has a she's mission. Like a robot. Leia has a mission, and she is going for it. I know, but that's what is completely dispassionate about her. She becomes a robot. She's just like a person who has one goal and she goes after that goal. I'm talking about hey, the fact that it takes time. real strength Leia has to time to human. fall in love if you and don't still have save feelings, the galaxy. How in love is she if she doesn't even care that he's all frozen? She cares enough to slave Leia it up and kill Jabba to get Han back. That's how much she cares. Buffy is willing to do whatever it takes. She has sacrificed everything in her life to save the world time and time again. Oh my gosh. Okay, so who do you think won this battle? And is there a better hero than Buffy and Leia? Uh, let us know. So I saw on Mashable that the Olympus Stylus SH2 came out. This is like a... What? It's an old style point and shoot camera. And oh, okay. so I see this article and it's on Mashable and I'm thinking, 
Why? Why is this article even in existence? I mean, why do point and shoot cameras still exist? And is there a place for them? Oh, you mean like the cameras that you used to buy before you went on vacation that you threw in a bag, you didn't care really about them, and then you just pulled them out to take care of right, them? That's a good question. But not like the throwaway ones. Now, not the, th like the digital, it's like a digital camera, but like. You can't change the lens. You cannot change the lens. not a DSL. A DSLR. DSLR. <laughs> um, yeah, what? That's a really good because question. Because nowadays, who doesn't have a smartphone? And why are you buying one of the, it costs $399. Oh yeah, just buy the new Nexus. And like, yeah. Buy the buy a phone or buy a proper DSLR camera. Yeah. I mean, if you really want a camera, when was the last time you used an actual camera? Uh, I have a DSLR, so this week, but it was to okay. film, not to take pictures. Okay, so it was to film. So the last time you took a photo that wasn't from your cell phone, definitely this year. I mean, I use my DSLR, but. What kind of pictures are you grabbing? This is embarrassing. Do it. Embarrass everybody. Pictures of my dog. You're taking Hold on a second. Hold on. We got to, I got to ask the question. I got to back this up. These pictures you're taking of your dog, are they like modeling pictures that you're sending to an agency? They, well, no, they, but they are modeling pictures for my own uses. Oh, okay. So you use your, your DSLR. Like anybody else would use Instagram? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, I just want the high quality photos. <laughs> okay. I, well, back to the actual conversation, though. Well, no. I, I either want a DSLR with interchangeable lenses, really big sensor, all of the fix-ins, or I'm going to use my phone. Like, I either want that giant camera or my phone. I don't see the point of having something in between. That's a good point because every single phone, you can either get more apps that can make things better. You have editing tools on your phone that you can use in three seconds to make it better. And, like, my camera on my phone is 20 megapixels. This camera is only 16. The Olympus? The new one? Yeah. I assume that the sensor is better and... I'm not going to pretend that I know why it's important to have a good sensor, but I've read enough articles that I know that it is important. But at the same time, if I care about those things, I'm just going to get the proper DSLR. So here's my question. We're a pretty savvy bunch. Mm -hmm. You listening at home, you're savvy too, because you're listening to a podcast about geek stuff. Do both of your parents have a smartphone? Yes. So do mine. But I can see how maybe somebody would just use an old flip phone and pick up one of these cameras because they don't have a good smartphone. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that, but I think that that market is shrinking. Very rapidly. Very rapidly. So it seems kind of silly for me that a company would go out of its way to make a camera like this at this day and age. Like, I can maybe understand why they would make little 100 make little $100 versions for those people who don't have smartphones yet. But I really don't see the point of a $400 version <laughs> of dollars and you can have an entry-level DSLR. That's right. You could. So for $100 more, you're talking about interchangeable lenses, 
um, manual shooting, although this does support fully manual shooting, but it's still not the same. Like, manual shooting, but it's still not the same. Like, I just don't see the value. It's kind of like printing pictures today. Do you... When was the last time you got a picture printed? Uh, oh, wait. Well, no, that doesn't even count. I'm an actor, so we have to get our headshots printed, and then we bring them to auditions. But even that is becoming but less that's your and job, less. right? That's my job. That's, that's your not... job. I mean, like, when was the last time you got a picture of Marshall printed? Your dog. Uh, never. Never. Exactly. <laughs> I get them printed every Christmas. Mm. And I give them to my friends as gifts. That's really cute. But... Then they go in a binder that is literally behind this fort, and I haven't opened that binder since Christmas. Right, because they... Because I also have them on the internet. You know what I do like to print? I've started as, like, home welcoming gifts. What are those called when you go to a park? If someone moves into Housewarming? a Housewarming? That's it. Yes. Housewarming gift. I've gotten into printing photos on canvas. Wow, that's, that is... Because then you can give it as a gift, right? And it's yes. a really nice gesture. It's very personal. And it's not as it's not just printing a picture. Depending if you're doing it from that one party in college where you're <laughs> doing a keg stand. Yeah, yeah. I can see that's very personal. <laughs> so would you get a point-and-shoot camera? Do you think that they're obsolete? Or is there a market for them? We want to know. Mary Do Ditch superhero comic style. That's right. So it's not actually an actor or somebody portraying them in real life. This is going back to what was on the printed page. And those are the characters that we are talking about. Yes, sir. And they are fully souped out. Not their regular, like... Not alter egos. No, this is superhero selves. All right. So I got three for you. All right, go. And starting with Batman. Okay. All right? It's a lot to get through if you're going to do them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of emotional baggage. Uh, I, I'm, I, I think I know how you're going to go with this one, but Superman. Oh, Superman. And Mr. Fantastic. Because I just <laughs> think that would be funny. This is actually a really hard one. Okay, it's obviously incredibly easy in terms of Superman. I'm going to marry Superman because Superman is the best. He is so attractive. He's so polite. He can carry me around the world while flying or jumping over tall buildings, depending on which Superman you prescribe to. I love that little, like, wiggly thing that he has with his hair, you know, like that oh, yeah. piece of sure. hair that falls down on his sure, forehead. Sure, the jerry curl. The it's just <laughs> so hot. And his blue eyes and his dark hair. I don't even really like dark hair, but on him I like it. And he's tall. So he Super fits he, tall. he fits that bill. Um I think I might be heightest on a side note. Yeah, oh you totally are. I am. I'm heightest. Yeah. It's bad. Okay. Um Oh, the other two, though. I don't really love Batman. Like, I know. He's whiny. He pisses me off. He, as, And I know we're not talking about Bruce Wayne, but as Bruce Wayne, he's like an asshole to women. Um, and as Batman, he's just this whiny, angry man. And then Very Mr. broody. Very broody. And I'm not into broody. I prefer the clowns. Mr. Fantastic, though has been always like someone that I've just not been attracted to. He's so lanky. There's something weird about the fact that he can grow. 
<laughs> I it just it bothers me. He he reminds me of rubber. He's old. He's a very smart man. Yeah, he is smart. Alright, so you've got a decision to make. Who I wanna know who you're ditching. I think I'm gonna have to ditch Batman. Okay, go on Mr. Fantastic. Mr. I'm gonna do Mr. Fantastic. And ultimately what made you decide Mr. Fantastic? The smart. The smart. And that okay. that and the fact that I really don't like Batman. Really don't like that. He's so fucking broody. Okay, I'm gonna have to bleep you. <laughs> <laughs> and also, also, uh I am going with all of your picks. Really? Again, yeah, oh yeah, totally. Marrying Superman because hey, if you got a craving for pizza from Italy, he can just fly over, grab it, and come right back. I know, he's so dreamy. Uh and you know, we always talk about who we're gonna do on this, and I always go with the strange because I always I think it would be a hoot. <laughs> Mr. Fantastic, what he's able to do, it just might be a hoot. You know, from a gay perspective, if this was your first time having that sort of encounter, he could make it quite comfortable. He certainly could. Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to not be as large tonight, Jay. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to back that up. Uh, and then, yeah, Batman's too broody. I feel like he'd be... He'd be too forceful. He would not be gentle. It would be, it would be lame. And he's out at all hours of the night. And, and then, then I bet he'd cry after. Ah, oh, screw you, Batman. Yeah, Batman. So who are the three girls? Oh, I'm excited for this one. Um, ladies, I should say. Supergirl. Okay. Storm. Mm. And Alpha Vindicator. Okay, so refresh my mind on Alpha Vindicator. She is a Canadian superhero, part of Flight Squad. Alpha Flight, you mean? Yes. <laughs> That's what I mean. And what uh, what are her powers? Uh, she has geothermal... Well, she herself doesn't really have powers, but her suit does. Okay. She inherited the suit when her husband died, and she has geothermal powers. So she's able to... Um, basically rupture the geothermic kinetic energy of the world so she can create mountains. Okay, she I, can you don't have to go lava. on. You don't have to go on. I am ditching this chick. What? I'm sorry. I love your Canadian-ness, uh, but you don't actually have powers. And you know what? I When we're being intimate, I want some powers. I want something there. Well, she'd have her suit on. Well, then that's even worse for me. I don't need that nonsense. So so I am going with Storm for Dew. Okay. Uh, I feel like if we really got got it going, um, you know, she would... She would bring the lightning and there would be a storm outside and she could it would feel like I, it would feel like I was controlling the elements through that. And really, at the end of the day, what guys really want is to know that they're good in bed. So if you're doing something like that, you feel like a hero. Yeah, and that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then Supergirl, you know what? I'm marrying you for all the same reasons that I'm marrying Superman, you know? If I really am craving something Italian, you'll go get it. Yeah, that's fair. That's and very you? fair. Uh, I am going to change things up. Even though I love Superman so much, 
I'm going to marry Alpha Vindicator. Okay. She's a great wife, and she took over her husband's suit, and it looks really good on her, better than him. And she's a redhead, which I truly respect. <laughs> You know um, what? We should just do a segment of redheads one day. I'm going to make you ditch a redhead at some point. Like, <laughs> this is, it, it's getting insane that every single time it's like, I, well, I got to do the redhead. So I think that is coming soon. Fine. That's coming soon. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Um, so I am, and I'm going to do Storm for all the reasons that you stated. And unfortunately, I'm going to ditch Supergirl only because... She seems so innocent. I don't want to rob her of that innocence. That's very nice of you. I don't know why I want to rob Superman of his innocence, but not her. Well, Superman, he's, he, come on. He was with Lois Lane before he would be with you. He's, he's had so, yeah. some he, experience. She knows how to rob people Supergirl of is still innocent. And he likes, he likes Spunky, so I feel like we'd get along. Yeah, like, you totally get along. All right, this week on Movie Talk, we are talking Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. We decided on this one because Pitch Perfect 2 came out last week, broke a whole bunch of records. Apparently, it was uh, it got more box office than the first one did all together through its run in one weekend. That's pretty huge. Yeah, it's so huge. How did it become such a huge cult hit? I, I got to believe that word of mouth. You know, when yeah. it hit DVD and Netflix, people were like, oh my gosh. It was amazing. Why I didn't I see it sooner? Number two, but number one was amazing. So we decided that Anna Kendrick was going to be the inspiration for this. So going back to an early Anna Kendrick performance, and that was Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which she plays Scott's sister. She is delightful She's, in Scott Pilgrim. You know, I don't say this enough, and Becky, I'm sorry, but I love Anna Kendrick. I love her. She's so, so small and cute, and, oh, you know, she tried out to be Bella in the Twilight movies, and I think they would have been better with her in the lead. You know what? She is far more likable. So, what did you, uh, did you like Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? I did. I loved it. Fantastic. I, I, it's one of my favorite movies. But I hated Scott. What? What? He's like, why? Why'd you? He's so likable. Are you kidding me? He's no, the opposite. No, I'm not kidding you. He is like super likable. Everybody, nobody would want to get in a fight with him normally, but everybody does because of Ramona. Like, he's, he's an affable galump. He is a galump. Oh. He literally is a bump on a log that does nothing and has no backbone. Even, and then it's so crazy that he gets into these fights while he's the zero backbone dude. He's like cheating on his huh. high school girlfriend because he's too afraid to break up with her. So you really like bought into that cheating, that that was cheating. Yeah. I mean, okay. So for me, it was really crazy because I... At first, I really liked it because I was like, oh, he's so cute. Like, they've barely even held hands and he's okay with that. And how adorable is that? But then if that is how far you've gone in your relationship, then that's like severe cheating with the other girl. Because they made out and they were in a bed together. Oh, yeah. I mean, Scott and Ramona were hot and heavy. Oh, yeah. But I, I don't know. The weirdest thing about this movie for me is that I understand that a big part of it is cheating. But I never got the impression that that Scott and Knives were really in like with each other at all. Oh, they, they totally weren't. I mean, that's the thing that's so crazy about it is, like, you don't really like her. And she maybe likes you, but not even really. And so why not just call it quits? 
Well, yeah. I mean, and that's that's what my favorite character of the movie keeps saying. Lovely, lovely gay Wallace. Oh my god, Wallace is <laughs> awesome. Wallace is the the character who has his shit together in the entire film. I love him so much. He's always the voice of reason. He's always right. Scott should just listen to Wallace. If Wallace says jump, Scott should say how high. And yes, I feel like if I was a gay man, I'd have to go for somebody with glasses too. And how cute were they together? <laughs> oh, they were all adorable. Remember when he and makes I, out with Anna Kendrick's boy? Oh, it's so funny. I And I just, I love all the like things where Scott's like, hey, now you're cheating. He's like, it's not my fault. I didn't make the rules of gay. <laughs> and I thought that was so cute. Yeah, it was like, oh, come on. I love that movie. What'd you think of seeing Toronto on uh, a huge scale? I loved it. And I hang out in all those areas like... It actually felt like when I was 22. Like, when I was 22, I spent all of my time in the annex. I had friends that lived in the annex in basement apartments and, like, And yeah. went to Lee's Palace and got into massive fights with people backstage in beast battles. Oh, and yeah. And ate that pizza pizza. But now, now that it's five years after this movie... I have to say I'm so excited because now there's so much more choice down there. So after, like, if you want to eat, you have Smokes Pizzinery, you oh, have yeah. Acme Burger, you have, lot, you have Hero Burger, you have a whole bunch of different options. It is so much fun going through this movie and being like, oh, I've been there. Oh, there's Castle Loma. Oh, I've been there. You know, yeah. it, it's definitely fun to see it is on that kind of scale. you got your Chris Evans crush? It was, oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Is this, I mean, this, is is a... this the movie that, because I thought he was a brilliant in this. <laughs> he is so funny in this movie. That there's voice. A, there's a great I'm, scene. I'm Ramona's ex-boyfriend. There's a great scene where he is um, just on the phone and it's in an action movie. And he's like, the first click will be me hanging up. The second is me pulling the trigger. <laughs> and I, I just thought he was so funny. He was so funny. And the skateboarding thing. And he has stunt doubles. Uh, oh, man. Like, just Chris Evans, I love you. You're awesome. And that was one of the first movies I walked out of and said, I've never seen anything like this before. Yeah. Until this past week when I walked out of Mad Max Fury Road and said the exact same thing. That. Which makes it so beautiful <laughs> yep. that we chose this movie, then saw Mad Max. I know. It's great. Which, I should say, now that we're segueing to it. We're going to talk about Mad Max next week. So make <laughs> sure that if you haven't seen it already, you got a whole week road. Uh, trust me, it is a very insane film. Like, it's crazy pants. Uh, but it is also an incredible film. And we'll be talking about that next week. So that's it for today. Thank you so much again for listening. Can't believe it's been 14 episodes. This is so cool that we have uh, been 14 episodes. This is so cool that we have uh, people writing us and people tweeting us saying Keep that they're enjoying it. liking other shows so much. I, I think it's amazing and it's so humbling. So thank you very, very much. Thank you so much for listening. Please continue reaching out to us. You can reach us at Facebook slash Friends Elephants. Uh, you can go to friendselephants.com. You can go and email us at friendswithelephants at mail.com. Or catch us on Twitter. I'm at Jester J. I'm at It's Savannah. We should get out of this fort. Let's get out of this fort. Uh, all right. Freedom! Freedom!